You are listening to the Obstructed View at Sucks podcast. Presented by Beyond the Monster. How uh, how would you kind of break down this past season, the 2023 season for you? I mean, I think it was successful and it was uh, very enjoyable. I mean, it's obviously the fir- my main goal going into the first full season is, you know, to stay healthy. And I, I was able to accomplish that. So I feel like that was a pretty successful first season. And uh, it was fun getting to get called up pretty soon, like early into the season. That's also, you know, a really big plus, too. So. What was what was that like? You know, get that call. You get you know, going to go to the next level. Um, what was that like for you? What was it like for your family? I mean, it's exciting, obviously. Like, I mean, your our goal or you know, players' goals is to make it to Fenway, and uh, that that was just a one step closer to getting there. And obviously, the the quicker the better. So it was it was awesome. It did catch me off guard though. Like I was not expecting. I figured they were going to take me slow. Um, just because that's what a lot of people were talking about, like player-wise. They're like, hey, we kind of take it slow here. And so I was just kind of thinking, all right, I'm going to probably be in Salem maybe for most of the year. So I'm just going to, you know, try to do my thing and just enjoy the time being in Salem. And uh, when I got the call to come into the office, talk to the coaches, and, you know, they were telling me, hey, you're moving up. I was excited. Obviously, I called my parents, and they were looking forward to it because I was closer to home. So – it was easier for them to be able to come out and watch me play. So that was, it was definitely a much better thing. You had mentioned um, talking about kind of it being a surprise and you guys were talking about how it, you know, taking it slow. It seemed like the Red Sox are pretty aggressive this past year with just promotions throughout the entire system. As you got to see other players get promoted guys around you, et cetera. Did you, they kind of like, change like your perception of how they're developing or do you guys feel that, with them being aggressive, that's, you know, exciting to you guys. Are you going to be able to get that much closer to the next level? Yeah. I mean, it was like every, I mean, you typically the call-ups are, you know, kind of typically at the end of each series. And so like, you never knew what to expect. Normally, you know, I guess what it sounded like from the guys that was in Greenville with me, which were pretty much all of them played almost a full season in Salem the year before. So they were like, you know, we, it was just kind of almost like Christmas. You never know if you're going to get the, you know, open a present on that, that Christmas Eve type thing. So it was definitely a, uh, you always stayed on your toes, especially the guys that were like, for me, obviously when I got moved up to Greenville, I wasn't expecting to get called up to Portland, like right when I got there. So, but like the guys that were there and started there, you never knew. It was always talks in the locker room and stuff. So it's definitely, it was, uh, I guess uh, more motivation for the guys. So, I mean, I mean, I think that's the main thing with that. Yeah. Well, what are some of the biggest differences for you pitching in single and then going to high between those two levels? I mean, obviously the fan base is uh, a big thing and uh, Greenville is the atmosphere there is incredible. I mean, the field's amazing and, you know, being downtown is awesome too. But like from just the, the actual, you know, pitching and competing level, I mean, the, the batters are more, uh, more disciplined at the plate, but uh, you know, to me, like in low A, it just felt like a little step down compared to like a higher like college level it's off like offense. So that was where it was like for me, it was I feel like I was able to be uh, had a positive 
early outcomes uh, in low A just because it just felt like it was me being in college again. And so when I got up, called up to high A, it was definitely a, it was an adjustment because I feel like maybe the zones are a little tighter too. I don't know, but uh, it was definitely the discipline of the hitters were much, much better. And that's what I've been told from guys that are, that I'm buddies with, obviously that are in double A. And so it's like those guys are even more disciplined. So I feel like that's the biggest difference. What was it like to go through a whole system, you know, with the Sox? I know your first year you got two games in the FCL, but what was it like to, you know, start with the Sox and go through a whole season in the system? Uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Or kind of what was just like, you know, you got like a taste of it two years ago with those two innings and the FCL, and then was it like last year to have like a full season in the system rather than just like a little taste like the year before? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's – for especially like going into the off season, now I know what I really need to work on. Like that's like the biggest thing because like going into it this last off season, coming into the first full season, it's like I kind of like didn't. I knew obviously like hey, like get the arm ready because it's gonna be a long season, a lot of innings and all that. But now like I feel like every day I have a a, a goal, and so that's what I'm trying to accomplish every time I'm throwing or working out or something. So it's definitely that's the biggest thing, and like going through a full season, you're mentally, you're ready. Like I'm, I've been through it. So now it's like, all right, I know what to expect in spring training. I know what to expect in the season. So I feel like that's the biggest thing is just being able to go through something. And then now you know what to expect. I know uh, going back to, I know I talked to you earlier in the season, you said you were trying to work with was a curveball and getting like a harder grip on your slider. How's that been developing for you throughout the season? You know, since we last talked. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, uh, it was kind of a roller coaster with a lot of stuff, just kind of playing with pitches and because going in like last season or when I was in college last season, I was eighty five percent fastballs. So like coming in being a starter, obviously at the professional level, you can't you can't be eighty five percent fastball. So for me, it was they we sat down and talked before our kind of season started. Like hey, like let's you kind of want three to four pitches as a starter, and so we just kind of already had you know a change up whatever, and I had a a, a curveball grip and then like we're like let's kind of add that fourth pitch but for me it was almost feeling like I was learning three new pitches because I wasn't really using those other pitches that I already kind of had so for me it was just really working on commanding the zone with those all-speed pitches and for me I when I was in Salem our goals were to attack the zone with a fastball change up curveball and slider slash cutter pitch and uh, ended up kind of figuring that out um, my last two starts when I was in Salem. And then when I got to Greenville, we kind of stopped throwing the cutter slash uh, slider pitch and really wanted to fine tune the changeup because I was showing uh, some good pitch to, like shape on it. And they were like, we were in the coaches and the people, the video people were very intrigued by it. So we we're like, let's really f- focus in on that and see where we can get with that. And honestly, now that's my, it's my second best pitch. So, and I've never would have, you told me a year ago, like, hey, like, you're going to be a changeup guy. I wouldn't have believed you. So, like, it's it's definitely gone a long way with that. And so now it's, for me, this all scene is really, really getting a better shape of the curveball and just really being able to command that curveball whenever I want because that's kind of where I am with the changeup now. So it's just, like, maintaining that, and the heater's always been my thing. So it's just being able to continue to add a layer of my game on the mound. How, uh, how much difference your hold on my bad real quick. How much difference your grip on the baseball? I know last year that we spoke with you, you said you kind of had a very what's the word ambidextrous like grip on the ball. Have you changed that much? Uh, or is it still all the same? Yeah, it's a uh, very unorthodox is what I, I think I use. But uh, 
but yeah, no, nah, it's the same. It was just for me, it was repetition. Just being able to use it, like I said, being 85% heaters, like you just, if you're not throwing, I uh, probably threw my changeup four or five percent of the time. And like, I didn't really focus on it in bullpens and stuff just because I knew I really didn't have, I didn't need it. I didn't have to use it. So uh, just honestly, for me, it was just repetition, being able to just throw, like just continue to throw it and catch play, like, throwing it in bet- between starts and my bullpens and just, no, ultimately throwing in games. And so that and just building the confidence on that and finding the release point is what's really just kind of put me over the edge with it. Have you started or like ramped up with um, off season work yet? Do you take a little time off when the season's over? What's uh, what's kind of your plan? Yeah. So I've uh, been, been lifting kind of, I went, so whenever the season ended and Greenville ended up going out of Florida for a week, just kind of doing some uh, meetings and just kind of, basically prepping us ready for the uh, off season, telling us kind of what we need to work on or whatever. And uh, got home, spent like a couple of days just being with the family and just going to see some buddies I haven't seen, you know, since the season I've been gone for 10 months. So went and saw some buddies and then I got back after it. So, I mean, I'm back going and been throwing and lifting and been doing, you know, the usual stuff. So just trying to continue to build, get back ramping up probably later in the, uh, closer to December probably be like really getting after it and uh, developing, developing hopefully some good all speed pitches. A couple of guys last season um, took some time, added some muscle and stuff to their frame. Like Shane Johan, I think he had yeah. 14 pounds to his frame. Is that something you're looking to do as well? You're looking to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I put on, I put on a lot of weight last off season. I put on uh, almost 30 pounds last off season, but it was not uh, as much muscle that I needed to probably put on. I, for me, it was like, I've never, it was always hard for me to put on weight. So like, I just ate as much as I could throughout, you know, the days. And uh, obviously I was lifting and all that. So like, I ended up seeing that I was putting on 30 pounds, like that's awesome. And then come to find out when I got into spring training that like, you're out hot sun. Like I was losing it gradually. And like, I lost, you know, weight throughout the season. So for me now is like kind of the question you already brought up is like having a full season for me is like, now I know what kind of weight I need to put on, not just any kind of weight. So like, that's a, for me is like my dieting is is going to be one of my more important things this off season and which I've already started. And so for me, it's just putting on a little bit more lean muscle and uh, I'm, I'm almost to the weight where I want to be at. It's just a matter of turning as much muscle as possible and taking away as much fat as possible. So you um, want to just jump on that real quick too, because I got to be around the Woosocks, covered them this past season um, in the clubhouse. And from a food standpoint, got to see what they got to eat on a regular basis, got to see um, kind of like the breakdown on the wall, what the socks are looking for. How did you guys eat when you were down with the, with the clubs? Did they, did they feed you pretty good. Did you get good spreads? Yeah, I mean, I will say Greenville was much better. I don't know if because of the location of the type, like you're able to get certain, you know, restaurants or whatever. But Greenville, I would say, was much better. I think you had better choices. So I, the food, I felt like, was better in Greenville. Yeah, they um, they one night had, like, Chinese after the game, which yeah. to me, it's like you're eating Chinese food at, like, 10 o'clock at night, but then you forget that you guys are athletes, you're training, you're working out every day, things along those lines. But I mean, with the Woosocks, they had, I mean, you name it, Chipotle, um, they had Outback a ton. I found that every time they had Outback, they, it was like, I don't know if it was just something with like the offense seemed to go off that night. It was like every time they had Outback Steakhouse, that team went off. 
Um, but no, I was curious as to how like the food spread. I was always intrigued by that because I'm food is uh one of my uh one of my fun little things I like to kind of follow like on Instagram and TikTok and stuff and kind of seeing how that worked out. Guys, what do you got? Right. Right. Uh, this kind of connects to you, Chris, but did you have a favorite minor league city um, that you went to last year? I mean, you can't be Greenville. I mean, I'm sure I'm being biased, but like Greenville, like it, it was something about because obviously you play six game series and it's just like the weeks go by faster. The games by go fa- like just go by faster. So but like if I'm if I'm having to pick a away series, uh, I mean, I'm trying to. I mean, Greenville just sticks out to me. I don't know why. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, I really can't even think of on the top of my head like what. Just, uh, I mean, I think uh, Winston Salem was pretty cool. I, I like the stadium and how that kind of was set up. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys that we've talked to who spent time in Greenville, that's usually their answer, or that's kind of one of the top three that they mentioned. Yeah, we yeah. just talked to Tyler Dearden yesterday and asked him the same thing. You know, what was your you know, favorite spot throughout the you know, the system or even just in general. And he was like Greenville without a doubt. And it seems like every, every player kind of says that did, does it kind of have like a college feel down there? Like, is, is that how to make it like relatable? Is it, you know, what's it like? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously like colleges, the higher tier colleges, you know, like the Mississippi States and like, you know, that have fan bases, it's, it, it definitely gives you a college, you know, feel. Um, but I mean, it's it's just the I don't know if it's because it's downtown or what, but the atmosphere is just so much better. Like it's just the stadium with the building they have in, behind Green Monster just all comes together, and it's just very enjoyable enjoyable to be in in the atmosphere. Oh, I was uh, I wanted to circle back kind of real quick. Who within the system has kind of reached out to you that you might have been surprised to talk with, or someone that just might have kind of guided you throughout the whole year that was really your mentor for? Them? For the season like as a like a coach or a player just either or player coach is kind of someone that you were surprised that reached out and somebody that just kind of was there for you throughout the season help you work your way through it for the first year yeah I mean honestly uh for me it wasn't really like anything surprising because just because like I am technically the new guy on the block so like when I got called up I mean a lot of the draft guys started in you know low a with me so I mean, the only guys that was in my draft class when I got to high A was, uh, I think, Isaac Coffey and Alex Hoppy. I think those are the only two that when I got up there that was in my draft class that I, like, really knew. Um, but, I mean, I was – Brock Bell and me were really close. Uh, and then Roman Anthony, Cutter Coffey, like, just being around those guys was just – it felt like I was in college almost. Like, you know, you have your groups and – you're, you guys, you kind of hang out with a lot. And so Brock Bell was one of them. Uh, and then Roman Anthony, like I said, and then Chris Troy, man, home go back playing in the Cape Cod. But we didn't, we only, for, unfortunately, we were only able to hang out for one week uh, when I was up in Greenville. But he's a, he's a guy that I've always uh, enjoyed being around. So I'd have to name those couple of guys. Is there anyone, because there was there kind of like a clubhouse clown or anyone's personality that stood out, you know, last year between the levels that you were at? Uh, I mean, honestly, like when I got to Greenville, I felt like was in college just because like all the guys, I mean, you have a more American guys, I feel like in those, in that clubhouse. So it just kind of gave that, uh, 
college vibe, but like when it comes to a guy just really sticking out with personality and just being leadership, I feel like Robert, uh, I don't, I don't even want to try his last name, uh, something ski, but like he, he stuck, he stuck out a bunch of just like being a big team guy, Nick Decker. Um, and of course, like Chris Troy, the little bit that I was with them, but I've known him for so long. Like those guys just every day come in with a positive energy and just excited to be at the ballpark. And it just definitely just, it, it's, uh, just kind of spreads to everyone else in the clubhouse. What was it like to being in, you know, spring training? You know, you talked about just being under that sun and kind of, I remember a couple of us went down for just three days and just standing out in that heat for two hours. I was like ready to pass out. Uh, you know, was it just like dealing with that for, you know, a couple of months at a time? Yeah. I mean, thankfully I guess Mississippi does kind of get me prepared for it. Um, just cause it's not, I mean, I feel like you, it's probably a better heat for me just because you get that beach breeze in Florida. You don't really get much of a breeze in Mississippi. So, like, for me, it wasn't too bad of an adjustment. But obviously, like you said, just being out there all day, it's it's a lot. But, um, you know, that's where if you stay hydrated and do the right things to prep your body, you're, you know, you put yourself in a pretty good spot. Yeah. And I was kind of a nod in baseball one. When it's, you know, not baseball season, but any sports that you watch – um, you know, more than others. So what was the last part you said? Are there any sports you watch, you know, more than others when it's not baseball season? I mean, college football. I'm a big I, – I will say I'm not a big NFL guy. I'm starting to just because the older you get, you kind of – the guys that you grew up with that are in college and obviously like me not being in college anymore, like you see those guys are in pro now. So I'm leaning more towards NFL, but I do enjoy watching some college football just because it's always pretty high competitive. Um, so, and it's, you know, SEC football. It's kind of always a. Do you all miss the state? Neither. Who's your, who's your who's college? I grew up, my mom's from Auburn. My grandparents are from Auburn. So I've grown up going to Auburn football games my whole life. So I'd have to say Auburn just by family. So is it an Eagle or a Tiger? Both. <laughs> Never understood that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't even try to get into those conversations. <laughs> those are games was on TV. That's kind of one stadium or one college football game I always want to go to. I went to Kansas, so like college football has always been god awful. I think my freshman year we won maybe one game <laughs> to watch those on TV. Yeah, I want to know how that feels like because during my experience, it was like basketball or go for the first 15 minutes and then you call it a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are you following any of the MLB postseason? Have you been watching any of the games? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, one of my best friends I uh, went to high school with and he actually played, he got, we went to high school together, played at Southern Miss or went to Southern Miss and, uh, where uh, he plays for the Orioles right now, um, Reed Trimble. So we he comes over the house and we'll watch the games together and just kind of hang out. You have a uh, you have a team that you want to see win it all, or are you just kind of enjoying the uh, the postseason? I'm enjoying it. Obviously, like it'd be nice to be watching the Red Sox right now, but it's unfortunately we're not getting to. But uh, I mean. I'm a big underdog guy, so, I mean, I definitely don't want to see the Astros win it. I want to see maybe the Rangers or, you know, the the uh, Phillies just because I uh, my shortstop in college at Southern Miss, his dad's the bench coach, uh, Bobby Dickerson, so kind of rooting for him just because I do know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch, I mean, watching those two series, I feel like 
it's just been an onslaught offensively. Like the Phillies, I would not want to face the Phillies lineup right now if I was a pitcher. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's it's it is definitely they're swinging it really well right now. So it's uh, they're definitely some hard outs. Yeah, no, it, it's been to watch what the Phillies have been able to do because you know usually in the postseason it's pitching. You know, what I mean, if you have if you have the horses, then you got the pitching. That pretty much you know gives you a, a massive advantage. And I mean, the Arizona has been good. And they were good all season. Obviously, they're there for a reason. Um, but I mean, you got Castellanos locked in at the plate, seemingly hitting a home run every at bat. Bryce Harper's locked in. Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner. Um, it, it's just crazy to see. They they almost feel like a team of destiny right now. Yeah, with, absolutely. With the way they're playing. Um, but uh, I if I I'd like to see the Rangers and the Phillies be something different. Um, yeah, I think you know maybe MLB would like to see that. Hopefully the Red Sox start getting in that conversation coming into with an off season this year, they got to hire someone to run the organization first. But once we get to that point, we'll, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But um, um, is there anything else though, this off season, non-baseball related that you're looking to do um, whether it's just kind of relax or are you just focused on training and getting ready for 24? I mean, it, what I kind of, you know, tell buddies or, you know, my family is like, I'm, knowing how long the seasons are and like being away from home I'm trying to enjoy every little thing obviously I enjoy I, my job is obviously to play baseball and I do enjoy every little bit of the training so like I'm I'm doing that as well uh enjoying the training the process of development I'm excited to when I get back on the mound to be able to you know start working on some things but uh I mean just the little things when I'm not training hanging out with friends seeing family it's just I'm trying to enjoy every little bit of it Guys, anything else you have? I think I got I got all mine. Yeah. Nicky, what do you got? Anything else? That's all I think. I'm just if I guess one more, just kind of throw out there. If you could strike out one guy that past or present that's played game, if you could just say, Hey, I've struck out that guy, who would it be? I mean, I feel even though he's a Red Sox guy, I mean, I feel like being able to strike out Big Poppy would be pretty cool. I mean, that's he's obviously a Hall of Famer and He's a he's a guy to hit, so I mean, it'd be pretty cool to probably get to strike him out. So, <laughs> even though he is a Red Sox, but yeah, actually, maybe jogged my memory. I do have one more. Was is there kind of a lineup um, that was the hardest to face last year, or a lineup that kind of stood out to you? I mean, it it's funny enough. I I feel like uh, Greensboro Grasshoppers was just the Pirates Org's high A team. Like I feel like I watched. 12 games against when we played them in two series when I was in Greenville. And it was like every one of those guys, you never knew who was about to hit one out. And I mean, there, and for some reason it ended up being the two of my better out, outings of the year against them too, so, or against them. So it was just kind of, I don't know if it's just the competitive edge of me being able to like, Hey, like this team's going to be able to hit like lock in. So, but they were, they were definitely a team that going into is like, all right, like you really need to, hone in on every single pitch you have and don't don't give them a cookie because they'll definitely leave the ballpark you get a did you get an opportunity to face jackson holiday at all i did not i was uh we obviously in salem opened up to del marva he was there and then we ended up having a road series there and i was scheduled to start on that tuesday which is the first game he ended up getting called up that morning so i was looking forward to it just because roman anthony and him are really close buddies and they talk and obviously like he's an amazing uh season but it would have been really cool just you know to see 
kind of how I match up to him, which, you know, you never know. Being left, lefty on lefty, you never know what to, to expect. But I know he's a very talented hitter and a, a good kid is what I've heard. So it would have been cool to get to face him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, when he gets, I mean, it's a matter of time. At some point next season, he'll be with the Orioles. It's going to be exciting to see. Same thing, too, with, like, Roman Anthony. He's, you know, just completely shot through the Red Sox system. He's probably going to be with Worcester at some point um, next season. Um, so there's a lot of that. There's just a lot of really good talent. And I think the one thing that we want to keep kind of throwing out there and stressing to people is that there's a lot of really good young arms in the Red Sox system. And that just because people don't know your name yet, doesn't mean that there, you know, there's not talent down there. So it is exciting to see, you know, a handful of you guys, um, down in all the levels that, that are working your way up. Uh, it's just, it's showing, the true development of the of the system. So it's exciting to see because the Red Sox haven't had this in a, in a long time. They haven't had arms um, like you guys, you know, in the lower levels, it's working their way up. So it's uh, it's refreshing and exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I first got to Greenville, the starting rotation was unreal. I mean, which obviously all of them ended up being in Portland just about. Um, but it, like those, it was every day it felt like, you know, you were going to get five or six innings and possibly get double-digit strikeouts. I mean, when we – the first week I was there, uh, we played at Rome. And, I mean, I think Isaac Coffey had 10-plus. I know – I think Bastardo had eight or nine. I had, I think, eight or nine. And then Hunter Dobbins had 10. Wiki had 10. So, it was just like – I was like, wow, like, this is fun. You know, getting a – I enjoy getting to be on a, a competitive rotation and, bull, and like, obviously bullpen. So, uh it was fun to be a, be a part of that, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but fortunately they were caught up, you know, so we uh, kind of had a reload in a way with, you know, bringing in Luis Perales, which is a young guy, very talented guy, Manegro later in the year. And it was fun. Um, and I was really blessed to uh, be able to be a part with is uh, Zach Penrod coming in from Indie Ball. Uh, me and him kind of clicked when we first got, when he first got here, obviously lefties, I feel like have to stick together. And uh, I was, Every, every time he was out there, I was just rooting for him just because he – his story and everything that's going on in his past. So, it's uh, it's definitely exciting to be a part of these, you know, rotations. Yeah. No, I mean, Penrod, I mean, just to your point, coming out, you know, at Indy Ball, and he – I mean, he just – every time the, you got a box score of him, just absolute domination. And he's now uh, pitching with uh, the AFL. Just another another arm – that you know people can get excited for as we uh, head into to, into next season so but no we appreciate it we took up uh 30 minutes of your time you know let you get back to uh the rest of the day 